Welcome back to another episode of Gas Presents Sports for the Culture, man. I'm your host, T Boogie. This is episode 22. We got a good slate for you tonight, man. It's a lot to talk about. A lot of football being played, man. I uh, hope you did good in your fantasy. But before we get into all that, let me introduce the squad, man. Top left, introduce yourself. Hey, what up, folks? It's uh, Scruff Lion. Y'all know what time it is. Same time, same place every week. Guys, we about to bring y'all with that heat. We had a whole bunch of good NFL topics, and we got some other good heat coming for you. So it's going to be a good show. Hey, for sure. Top right. Introduce yourself. It's your boy, Dean It was a tough start this this week, man. Went to my Giants. Take that fucking L. But I'm here. I'm happy. Fantasy football started. Rome took an L for me, or at least one L for me this week. We'll get to it. <laughs> Hey, I feel you. Uh, let me go to the bottom left. The only guy that had a winning club this t- uh, this week, man. Bottom hey, left. It's your boy Rome. If you don't know by now, that's Young Rome Twenty Two on social media. And uh, man, how about that team, man? That football team, you know? Scrap. How how did it feel losing to the nameless team, baby? The Washington football <laughs> team on, on top right now. You can you can just refer to us as one and zero, one and zero. That's that's what you can call us for the rest of the show. I'm not even going to speak on that team, actually. <laughs> hey, on, on, on that note, man, let's, let's just jump into the biggest news of week one football. Um, what's, what's your biggest takeaways from week one? I think it's only right we go to Rome. His team got the W. What's your biggest takeaway from week one? Eight sacks, man. That's my biggest takeaway. That Washington D-line is a real legit threat. Y'all knew I was going to come to the, to, the, to the Washington football team. I had to do it. Bryce ain't here, so I had to represent in some way. Um, but, yeah, man, my biggest takeaway is that Washington D-line is something serious. And if you didn't know, you just got put on notice. Uh, Scruff can tell you Carson Wentz had a, had a hard day. He's probably still flinching and having nightmares after that rough day in, in, at FedEx. I mean, Kerrigan had two sacks. Chase Young got one and a half. Ionitis was in there, Allen, Payne, like literally everybody on the D-line was up there. John Bostic was getting sacks on Carson Wentz, man. So my biggest takeaway from NFL's opening weekend is that Washington's front seven is more than legit. Uh, they have arrived, and they're going to make noise all season long. So That's you don't think this is, you don't think this is maybe a small sample size or maybe the Eagles just didn't come to play? No, I don't think it's a small sample size. I know – a lot of their players got hurt during the game. You know, some people saying, oh, the offensive line wasn't at full strength and all that. Well, I watched the play where Deron Payne knocked Jason Kelsey right back into Byron Scott or Boston Scott or whatever Scott you got back there running the ball. <laughs> and that play got blown up by Montez Sweat. So you can name all the first-round picks, and you can throw Matt Ionis in there too. This defensive line is not a facade. It's not a mirage. This is the real deal. And uh, Kyler Murray is about to find out next weekend. I'm, hey, you guys look good. Hopefully, you guys fare better against Kyler than my 49ers did. Scruff, he's taking a lot of shots at you, man. Uh, I'm yeah, not asking you to rebuttal, but you know what I'm saying? What's your biggest takeaway? Well, honestly, my biggest takeaway wasn't really anything to do with the Washington game. Um, but since 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 we're taking shots, I will say that, yo, <laughs> I mean, it's just one week. You know, relax. And then uh, – what I will say is that yeah, it's like literally the whole offensive line on the right side, the dude that was right guard, he wasn't even on the roster in the end of the season, bro. Like, so come on, man. Y'all get hype on that. I respect it. Y'all defense line is serious. But like, come on, man. Relax. It's just one week. 
So I'm not too worried about it. Plus, Carson gave the game away. That's not my biggest takeaway, though. That's probably the most disgusting part of the entire weekend. But uh, my biggest takeaway, man, first of all, there's a lot of parody in the NFL, man. So I'm, I'm taking that right away. So I've I seen the Bengals give the Chargers a game. Uh, I like what I've seen from Young, Young Burrow. I've seen Kyler Murray go out there and do his thing. Um, I've seen the Cowboys blow another game. And um, I think my biggest, biggest takeaway is uh, Aaron Rodgers. I got to talk about Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers fried him up big time. And he was just making sure he let y'all know. If y'all didn't already check the post, shout out my man Scribble. He let y'all know early. He said, yo, Aaron Rodgers is not messing around this season. And he sure enough proved that he wasn't messing around. So he's going to be carving people up all season. That's my biggest takeaway. You better be watching out for the Packers. I mean, it definitely looked like uh, drafting Jordan Love lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he was throwing dimes out there. Uh, speaking of dimes, man, what's, what's good, G? Danny Dimes, what's your, what's your biggest takeaway from week one? My biggest takeaway is look how slow these teams are starting without preseason games. Like, look look at, look at how bad Tom Brady looked. He looked aged uh, against, against that team's defense. Look at how a bunch of these teams started playing. They started off real slow. You got you got Aaron Rodgers looking like the second coming of Aaron Rodgers again against that Vikings defense. Even though Aaron <laughs> Rodgers got the carve, that Vikings secondary bunch of rookies, like, I get it. But damn, Aaron Rodgers looks like a real bad man. You got the MVP race between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson right now where they both went crazy, crazy this weekend. And then M- MVP race huh? week one? Between those two, as of so far, the way they came out. What about Lamar Jackson? Throw... Yeah, I, I think no. Nah, hell no, man. I still think those two had a better weekend. That Sunday okay. themselves. Look, I think I think. Oh, uh, I'm not. I believe if I'm looking at the test correctly. I believe Russell Wilson only had like four drop passes. I believe it was 30, 31 of thirty-five complete passes. Thirty-one complete passes to thirty-five. So that's yeah, four drop passes. Yeah, yeah so four incompletions yeah. in total. You're talking about this man is finally going to win his MVP between him and Aaron Rodgers in my mind. And then my takeaway as a Giants fan, I, I like how the defense came to play. And then I like how Danny Giants came to play. Except for those, those interceptions, but shit. My one takeaway from a, as a Giants fan right now is that offensive line, man. They're making my man say, Carl Barkley, you're looking like some fucking fifth-round pick. And shout out to the Browns, though, because technically they could have had my man Saquon Barkley, but they went Say, in here with Baker Saquon, Mayfield. Saquon got outrushed by uh, Big Bet, but you you brought up an interesting Yo. point with um, saying that, you know, some of these guys started off slow. You mentioned Brady. Do, do we all feel like maybe that the preseason hurt Brady and a few other guys more than it hurt a few others? Because Rodgers and Rivers, and, uh, not Rivers, hell no, not Rivers, but <laughs> Rodgers and uh, Wilson came out fired. You think that does slow Brady down? Yeah, nah. you think about it, right? I think it did because think about it. Those those guys are going – they're playing this, the offense for multiple years now. This is Aaron Rodgers' second year in that offense, right? So now he already knows certain, certain plays already. So he's calling them. Now he's talking about Tom Brady where he didn't get to play against any team. So he, he's trying to figure it out as he goes. And look at Grunt. Grunt looks terrible. I don't even, I don't even think Grunt catched the ball this whole week. Unless those I mean, it's, it's worth noting that uh, I think O.J. Howard ran more passing routes than Gronk. But, again, I, it could be a situation of not having that preseason. Rome, you said you don't think it hurt Brady? Nah, Brady's, what, a 20-year pro? He doesn't need preseason. 
I mean, I guess you could say it hurt him in the sense of him being on a new team. He could have used a little bit of live game action to iron out some of those wrinkles. But they, they would have had those struggles regardless once it started because he wouldn't have been playing more than a half or a quarter or so in preseason anyway. So I don't think preseason would have made a difference for Brady. I think this is going to be uh, a slow start, if you will, for Brady. It, it might take a month or so before they really get rolling. But once they get rolling, man, look out. I'm, I'm telling you, I still got the Bucks winning the South. Hmm, I don't know, man. You're saying it didn't matter. Then you're saying he needs four games. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying uh, Brady looked like a white Janus. They got crazy, man. They were getting over it. There were so many overreactions on Twitter, man, with that game. Like, literally, by halftime, they were calling him Jameis Winston. Like, come on, man. First of all, you know Tom Brady, you know he doesn't operate in the first half of games. Nor does he really operate in the first half of seasons like that. This man yeah. always gets to get the time to get things rolling. Yeah, preseason hurt. You know, continuity, man, is, is, is one of the biggest takeaways I have from this weekend, too, man. You're going to see teams doing well early, teams that have been in – already have the rapport with their players. you got guys that are put, put in new systems, new towns, with new players all around, and that's literally what Tampa uh, – I keep saying Tampa Bay, but it just sounds too right. That's literally what Tampa Bay is. It, it is. It's, it's, literally, it's literally a whole bunch of uh, mismatched pieces they just threw together on paper, you know? So, like, that that's not it, – it takes time to build that kind of chemistry, man. Um, okay. I like what they have, though. But it's going to take time, man, especially Brady old ass. Come on, man. I, I agree. It's going to take time for Brady to kind of get up to speed, and uh, he's a, he's a uh, back end of the season guy in my in my opinion. Uh, I'm gonna throw y'all curveball real quick. We just had your biggest takeaway. Who was the most? You know, what disappointed you the most in Week One? Who, who let you down the most? Good question. Give you time to think about it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Let me down. I didn't have him on my fantasy team, but uh, I, I really thought Philip Rivers was going to play a little better, man. I, I honestly. Thought he was going to come out and just do something. And really, he's the white Jameis Winston. Honestly, honestly, I think Jameis Winston might be better than Rivers at this point. Um, but maybe, but again, maybe not having that preseason really, you know, everybody's working the rest off. But what do you guys think? Who, who disappointed you this week? Saquon Barkley for me, fantasy wise, Saquon Barkley, because that offensive line was just fucking dead awful. When it came to the run, run plays, like, Jesus Christ. At one point, he was like, what, negative six yards? I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, it was terrible for Saquon's worst game this year, I think. It is his worst game this year, I think. All he could do is go up. He had great plays here and there, but Jesus Christ, that giant offensive line, when it comes to playing the run game, it's terrible. Yeah, if you were relying on Saquon this week, you might have took an L. You might be all one if you were relying on Saquon. And anybody else? Anybody else disappointed this week? The biggest disappointment for me was uh, DeAndre Swift, man. When he dropped that pass in the end zone, man, that oh, hurt. Man. That made that made a difference on my pick'em. Made a made a difference <laughs> in a lot of people's fantasies. If you had Matt Stafford, if you had DeAndre Swift, that one hurt. But it probably didn't hurt anyone more than Lions fans and those actual players because that was the game right there. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up, man. If you don't know out there, we had a gas sports pick'em where you could follow us week to week. We're gonna post it, we're gonna let you guys know what we did. And um I, who do you guys think had the best week? I'm gonna stop for a couple seconds and let you think. Out of the whole squad, who you guys think had the best week? I don't know it wasn't me, right. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was none other than Mr. Big Leaguer himself. 
<laughs> Mr. Big Leaguer with with twelve uh, correct picks. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. For twelve, twelve correct that, picks, man. How many did I have? Oh my god! Hey, G, you you did pretty good too. You had eleven, and you didn't pick the the Thursday night game. So Damn. you you probably would have went cheap. You probably would have twelve with Bryce. I mean, hats off to both of you guys. Uh, me and me, Rome, and Scruff are, you know, bringing up the rear. We had nine, you know. But uh, it's only week one. and uh, Week one's a wild week. It's a wild week. Week one is a, it's a wild week. You know, I would tell you bet with me, even though I only got nine. But let's let's see how week two goes for everybody. But um, follow me. Follow me on Instagram. I got the picks, baby. If I would have picked the Thursday game, it would have been me. Hey, shout out to Bryce though, man. He he uh he was brave with his picks, man. That was that was that was a nice little way of picking, man. He didn't overthink none of those picks. I can tell he really went with his heart over his head. I mean that Thursday that, that Thursday game, that Chief in Texas, man. Uh we honestly probably should have started there, but that, that was the game that decided between G and, and Bryce being tied and Bryce having first place. So, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Big Leaguer, right now, you got the crown. I didn't pick, ladies and gentlemen. I did not get a chance to pick. I was still at work. Or the Astrid of Bryce B. This is the Galaxy. That's the reason why he won. Put an asterisk. Put an asterisk. Put an asterisk on it. Hey, number one availability is, uh, you know, whatever they say. Hey, do we do we do we have any bold predictions for for week two or potentially the season? Any any bold predictions? Oh, I got a bold prediction. What you I got, got a bold prediction. I'm taking it right back to Washington, baby. Chase Young, sack the sack the sack record for rookies. It stands at fourteen and a half. Currently, my man needs what thirteen and a half to get there. It's who happening. has that? Who has that record? Is it Alden Smith? Um, Javion Clowney, I believe, or Javon Curse. Javon Curse. Curse. Javon Curse. He's gonna break so, it. Twenty twenty is happening. I'm calling it now. That's my bold prediction for the year. Chase Young's breaking the rookie sack record. I'm not I gonna like say it. he's gonna I shatter like it. it. He'll probably tap top out around 15, 15 and a half. So he's not going to I mean, crush it. To be a generational talent, I, I mean, I hope he does do it. That would be exciting for the city. Um, what about you, Scruff? What you got? Uh, my prediction is, uh, I, I don't know if you call this an upset, but um, I, I'm, I'm liking this Thursday matchup. Never have I been excited to watch a Cleveland Browns-Cincinnati Bengals game, but I will say that <laughs> I am somewhat excited for this quarterback matchup, partially because – Joe Burrow impressed me the first weekend. I think he might be the truth. And um, Baker Mayfield is literally the anti-truth. So it's going to be a great matchup <laughs> of basically a quarterback that has all his mechanics and all his shit together and is just a rookie versus a dude that's literally just literally just falling apart right before our eyes. I feel terrible for them guys. Mm, but yeah, I don't that's know, my man. biggest prediction. Bengals oh. over the Browns. Bengals over the Browns? Bengals over the Browns. Pick them. Joe Burrow gets his first dub. Probably going to throw down by at least two or three TDs, I'd say, as well. Hey, I'm riding with you on that one, man. I'm riding with you on that. Bengals over the Browns on Thursday. Okay. 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 What you got, G? My my surprise pick of the week is going to be the Oakland – I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders over the Saints this week. I think – Ooh, I like it. Raiders are gonna are gonna run that momentum. No, there's not gonna be no Michael Thomas to be there with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. So I really think the Oakland Raiders 
gonna come out and play one more time. Josh Jacobs is gonna be the man again. I got the Oakland Raiders winning this weekend. Win or well, winning Monday night game. Let me throw in a big bowl prediction, man. And um, there's really no statistical basis for this one. It's just a, uh, a gut feeling. I'm taking the Texans next week over uh, over the Ravens. Uh, I like what Lamar Jackson did week one, but I think Deshaun Jackson needs a win bad. This this feels like a must win for him. I, I know it's only second week, but it kind of feels like a must win for uh, Deshaun Watson. So I'm taking the Texans next week. Okay, okay. All right, we got some we got some hot picks over here. So, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep it pushing uh, on to the next topic. Actually, kind of a transition, really. We're still talking NFL, but I don't know about y'all, man, but um, got kind of forgot about it for a second in the midst of all the uh, great football that we got to watch this weekend. So I definitely wanted to dive into the football after a long, long wait for football. But I couldn't help but think and feel – and I don't know if y'all saw my article, but I couldn't help but notice the uh, the tremendous uh, amount of booing that was being heard over top of the uh, uh, quote unquote uh, moment of silence for unity um, that the NFL tried to display. Um, but it's just something that's been on my mind, and I was kind of curious about what what y'all what the fellas thought and what y'all think about that whole situation. Um, so jump ball, I just want just what y'all thoughts were about that situation and how that made y'all feel. I mean, I'm not surprised. Go ahead, G. I'm, go ahead, G. Uh, for me, I didn't. I mean, not surprised. We're talking about this. This country is a great country. Don't get me wrong. I come from immigrant parents, parents that came over here, you know, to better our lives. But we're talking about a country yeah, back in the days where, like, you know, they were yelling, trying to set dogs on a child that was trying to get a better education. You know, to to, to all white school. You know, we're talking about a country that they still think it's about. White America still thinks it's about white America and they don't think about it as a whole, you know what I mean? We got, we all here have relatives that serve this country, whether they're black or brown, and you know, they even look at the soldiers less. Look how long it took them to at least recognize our soldiers of color. And am I surprised that these fans are booing? No. Am I tired of it? Yeah. No, because you know, we all want an equal share in this country. That's why we come to this country. And like, eventually, like, do you get sick and tired of it? Hell yeah. Why not, man? Because, like, come on now. How many of us don't wake up every morning and be and are great citizens? And just because they want to value us because of the skin tone that we're blessed to have. Come on now. This, at this point, it's just ridiculous. People need to understand that you're deeper than, than what they think of it. At this point, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah man. It's like, ridiculous is the word. And um, but honestly, I'm not surprised. I mean, essentially, what happened was, I, I think, I guess the uh, Texans stayed in the locker room during both anthems, right? They, they did the Black National Anthem too. Texans stayed in the locker room. They come out, they link arms, stretching from end zone to end zone, and just take a moment of silence for unity. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, and people boo that. And there's a particular demographic in this country that is always going to boo that, and you can bet on that. They've been uh booing or showing their dis- voicing their displeasure, showing it with their actions, words, policies, etc. since, you know what I'm saying, the inception of the country. So I'm not surprised at all. I'm not sure why people are, other people are surprised. Um, maybe they're not surprised. Maybe they're just upset and that's how it's manifesting a surprise. But I mean, it's just, 
it's, it's just something that you know exists in this country, and it's just this undertone and undercurrent to everything. And it was on Front Street right there. Things have changed, but not not enough. Yeah, man, I'm gonna be uh, kind of brief with it. Uh, my thoughts on the whole booing thing: like, first, it wasn't okay to kneel for black people. Now it's not okay to link arms for unity. Uh, it just goes to show you, like y'all have said, there's a certain demographic, uh, especially out there in Kansas City, uh, that is always going to boo this stuff. They're always going to have a problem with it. They want you to stick to sports. They want you to shut up and dribble. They don't want us to discuss this segment right now. They want us to keep talking about the football, the great football game that we saw. But uh, the reality of the world is you can't turn on sports. You can't turn on a sports show. You can't listen to a sports podcast without getting some type of dose of reality because newsflash, these players, these coaches, these athletes that we all celebrate, that you want to go buy their jersey, you want to go celebrate their name or get this piece of memorabilia or whatever and celebrate the team, they all feel a certain type of way about this stuff. And they all have the right to speak out about it as citizens, just like you or me. They clock in and out, just like you or me. So if they want to use their platform to speak on something that means something to them, they have that right, especially when the league is backing them. This isn't even a thing where it's like you have players that want to kneel and some players that don't want to kneel. We had the entire team get together with the other team and link arms as a show of unity, not a show for Black Lives Matter, not a show for the Democrats or the Republicans, a show for unity, something that is missing in this country right now, something that we seriously need, and it got booed. So if you were booing, you should think long and hard about what you really want this country to be and look like because you obviously don't want unity. See, now I think you're 100% right. That, that That's why they're booing. They don't want unity. They want that separation. They want things to remain. Um, I, could, I could talk about this for ages, but you're 1,000% right, man. Yeah, the biggest thing I must wonder is just like, man, I, I, I see the bigger picture of this whole thing. I get why the players did what they did, and I see I see why they wanted to take an extra, extra step and doing what they were doing. Because let's not forget, man, everything that you you see going on, like those players, they basically negotiated for that. They had a standoff with with the, with the leaders of the NFL, basically like, hey, look, this is this is our demands. This is how we're moving forward. And also, let's not forget, like a lot of these leagues are getting behind this now, and the NFL was literally the last one to do it, um, the first one to shun it, and now the last one to go turn around and go completely full circle. And man, let's let's just remember like why they're doing it, you know, and. It, was it done for the right reasons? Probably not. Uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with Bob Lee earlier today from ESPN Outside the Lines, and he, he, he said something with me. It was actually a bar, so I'm going to share it. And he says, often the right things will happen, but often for the wrong reasons is how they get done. That's technically what's going on right now, so I'm glad that we're shedding light on the situation. Uh, I'm glad that the athletes are taking a step forward and being like, hey, look, this is this is our non-negotiables, and this is how we're moving forward. We want to bring awareness to this. And they use their platform for it, and the face of the NFL did it. So I think it was a powerful statement, regardless of how the uh, the irony of the situation played out and the lack of silence um, therefore of. But um, that kind of, you know, I, I want to keep kind of keep going on this a little bit. Um, it's kind of it's kind of deep, and I'm, I'm and I'm kind of feeling it. Um, so I'm going to keep on going with this. I want to talk about another young superstar that's been uh, using her platform as an opportunity to uh, basically speak out on everything that's going on right now. And it's coming from a girl that's actually a very shy young lady, uh, but a very talented one. Uh, Naomi Osaka 
Uh, probably my new favorite athlete uh, right now for all the right reasons, really, because not only has she been literally dominant, 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 dominant on the tennis court, um, she's basically on the verge of being the next big thing. Like she probably already is the next big thing. Serena, Venus, you know, that level. And the beautiful thing about it is I feel like people actually, whether they, they're going to embrace it or not, you know, she's on that next level of icon superstar. So I wanted to ask y'all, you know, what's y'all thoughts on Naomi Osaka? Um, you know, is she the next superstar? But also, uh, what do you think about how she's coming out and representing um, for the culture? Look, I, I love I love Naomi. I, I mean, I'm glad she's kind of carrying the, you know, I ain't say carrying the torch. I don't feel like uh, Serena's really passed the torch yet. But when Serena does pass the torch, Naomi will be there to carry it and will carry it the right way. Um, I, I love it. I mean, was this her third Grand Slam? She's only, what, 23 or 24? She's an up-and-coming star. And, you know, it meant a lot that she had a different mask with a different name for each, uh, you know, each match, which lets me know two things. You know, she she thought about this. She thought this through. This wasn't some spur-of-the-moment situation. And she knew she was going to win. And I, I love that level of activism. I love that level of athlete. Um, it, it showed confidence and being unapologetic in, in, in both venues. And and that's kind of what sports does, right? ultimately. It ties the, the culture, you know, saying to that athlete, to that entertainment, and kind of brings everybody together. And I think she she made the point that tennis brings so many eyes worldwide that a lot of people might not have known the names of a Trey, Trayvon Martin and and the likes. But hopefully you will Google that. You know, if you're way somewhere out in Spain or France, you know, maybe you don't know exactly who these people are, but maybe you would Google that and, you know, hopefully join the cause. So I love her. I love what she did. And um, she needs to keep doing your thing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I love what she's doing. I love how she's using the platform, like you were saying, worldwide. Uh, this will bring more attention to it than, um, you know, just NBA players in Orlando. Not that that's not a good thing as well. But um, basically, man, what I want to say about this, is if you're hating on this young lady, then you need to look in the mirror, bro. Like, if you're hating on her, you really need to look in the mirror. Like, she's young. She's She's using her platform for what she wants to do, and she's winning. So at the end of the day, you have a problem with somebody who's winning because you are a loser. So that's really all it comes down to. If you have a problem with this young lady, you're a loser, straight up. She's winning, and you can do what you want when you win. So salute to her. Keep keep pushing forward and keep doing it for the culture. Hey, that's that's a fact. That's a fact. You can do what you want when you win, honestly. And uh, you know what's interesting is there, there's a there's been a lineage of black uh, female tennis pros that have really done well. And uh, I'm not gonna give you the answers. Just Google them. Um, just Google them. Or May Washington out there gives them. Um, just Google these names, and you'll realize that Venus and Serena and Naomi, Coco, like these aren't the only uh, great minority female tennis players. But I, I love, I love what's going on. Yeah, Matter of fact, nah. but I, I'll tell you the one thing I do hate, man. And we're at a point in society where. Athletes, you know, people that have trained all their life to to play a, essentially a game, have to bear the, the burden and carry the cross of social activism. And honestly, it's everyone's job, right? But their platform puts them in a position where they have a little more weight, and it, you know, it kind of sucks for them in a way because I don't think anybody 
grew up, I'm not going to say anybody, but I don't think a lot of athletes grew up doing suicides and running drills, thinking about how you would have to protest when you won. You know what I mean? How you would have to uh, basically take a stand for everyone when you won. But heavy is the head that wears the crown. A lot of people are doing it the right way. The NFL is not, like you said, scrub. It's the right way, the right thing, the wrong way. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I feel like a lot of the the athletes today, though, uh, tend to make it a point that they want to protest and they want to show support for this, not just because, you know, they run their drills and they do all their stuff for athletes. But when they're done doing that, when they step off that court or off that field, they're no different than you and me. When they're driving their nice car and they get pulled over and they get treated a certain way or or when Brandon Marshall tries to move into a new house and the, the owners don't or the, the people that run the gate don't let him in and call the police to see if it's really his stuff like that. That's why they do it. That's why I think a lot of them do it, because um, at the end of the day, man, this 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 certain pigment, this skin tone apparently in America gets you treated a certain way, no matter no matter what level you get to, no matter how much you succeed. Uh, that's been proven. I, we would all like to think that it's different, but it's been proven otherwise. So I think that's why a lot of the athletes tend to do it. But you're right. Heavy, heavy is is the head that holds the crown because Lord knows when you're doing all that training, you're not thinking about all that other stuff while you're doing it. But when you get to that spot, you got to represent. And a lot of our athletes are doing it right, even when their leagues aren't supportive of them. Shout out to Kenny Stills. Shout out to Eric Reed. Uh, We've been mentioning the NFL hasn't been in support, but there are some great brothers out there that have been doing some real work despite the fact of the NFL not always being in fully support. Right. At the end of the day, you're black before you're an athlete, right? You're Latino before you're an athlete. You know, you are what you are before you're an athlete. So, yeah, keep – keep if you're, if you're out there doing it for the right reasons, keep pushing, man. If you're not, change yourself. And, and while we're, while we're on the, uh, the subject of doing it for the right reasons, shout out to all the white athletes. Shout out to all the white athletes that want to get down and actually help and push for change and be involved. Um, it's more than just, you know, showing your solidarity. Like some, some, of the, some of these athletes might not want to kneel. That's fine if you don't want to kneel. Are you actually being involved? Are you, are you working with your teammates and going out into the communities and doing stuff? Because you have the opportunity to do it just as well as they do. And I, I know there's a few of them out there that do. Uh, they probably don't always get the spotlight when they do. But shout out to those guys that, that are actually serious about the cause and not just doing something for show. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to those guys. It's uncomfortable, man. I think that's the biggest thing about these type of conversations. Uh, and that's why people tend to uh, shy away from them, especially like, you know, the whole national anthem thing. And, you know, waiting, you know, people wait for football. They get, you know, oh, they're getting cranky. They ain't get their football yet. Like, it's uncomfortable, you know, for some folks to talk about it. So, like, that's the thing. Like, you got to make it, like, you got to make it, you know, it's uncomfortable for us, too, like, to go through it, right? So, like, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. So I think that's the biggest thing about it. And like sometimes, you know, like legitimately I walk in, I was, I think I was with, I think I was with G actually, we were going to a car dealership and uh, I had this shirt on. Right. And uh, he's like, yo, you know, uh, you know, it's, you know, the tension's going to be kind of thick. I'm like, man, hell out of here. Man. They worry about my shirt. Like it's making people uncomfortable. Well, it's good. Cause I'm uncomfortable. I hope y'all are just as uncomfortable as I am. You feel me? And it's a conversation that we need to have and we need to have these discussions and, you know, that's the whole point of the situation. So I appreciate people like Naomi Osaka um, that's coming out there, you know, without saying much, but making.
Oh, uh, look like we lost Scruff there for a little a technical difficulties. But no, to finish off Scruff, like people tend to forget that even the American anthem was one of the most racist songs in the world. Like they had to re-edit it so that way it was modern for us people of color to even pledge to it. And people now are like, oh, you're disrespecting the flag. Nah, man, this country has been disrespecting people of color for such a long time. It's not even funny. At this point, it's just ridiculous. For them not even to look back and look at it and do their research. Hey, there was another big moment with uh, Naomi, man. I don't know if y'all caught that, but uh, her boyfriend, Corday, formerly YBN Corday, up-and-coming rapper. You know, after she, she, went, she won uh, the title, she's there with the Kobe jersey, still representing. I love this girl. Still representing with the Kobe jersey. And he's there. You know, they're a couple. They're an up-and-coming power couple, it looks like. But uh, he has the middle finger out. And uh, it rubbed a lot of tennis fans the wrong way. How, how do you guys feel about that? You know, I'm be honest, picture, man. But. I'm be honest. I love it. I love it, and I love it for all the wrong reasons. It's ignorant <laughs> as hell. Is 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 not uh, classy, if you will. And I could definitely see it rubbing the tennis tennis fans the wrong way. But something tells me that was the point. Something, something tells me that was the <laughs> point, man. Y'all wanted to hate on her for doing her her political her political stunts, right? That's this is where, and I'm not trying to get too hype about it right now, man, because it gets me worked up. But this is where I get pissed off. They can, they want to tell her to keep politics out of of the sport, motherfucker. Those people are are have have passed away. Those people have passed away. This is not politics. This isn't political. This is about having simple empathy. Simple empathy for people that have died. That's all she's doing is is asking to, for people to pay attention to this and have a little bit of empathy. This isn't. She's not telling you not to vote for somebody. If you still want to be ignorant and go vote for somebody, she didn't tell you not to do that. She just said have empathy for these people. So the whole take the politics out of that, that's why I like the picture, because that's all I got to say to that. You, you want to take the politics out? Like, that's <laughs> like... It's not it's like, not political. It's so, not so political. That, so, so that does speak to what Scruff was saying and, and making people uncomfortable and, and enforcing that conversation. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, that actually... I was going to, you know... I like to present myself well. I consider these things. I consider, you know, optics. And actually, I was thinking, like, in my heart of hearts, like, man, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Yo, I feel you, bro. You sold me. Bro, for real. Yo, no. that's, that's, that's like the theme of the year, bro. That's that's my theme this year is, yo, I, I, I'm going to be me. And I'm going to be unapologetic about it. Like, and I love it. I love that energy. Like, Naomi, keep it going. Corday. Fuck it. Yeah, I feel you, bro. Like, yeah, making people uncomfortable. That surely will make people uncomfortable. I know the tennis people in the world, they're going to see that, whatever. They're going to say what they're going to say. But that's cool. They still talking, you know? You ain't made it if you don't got no haters, you know? That's real shit. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Hey, but, oh, no, nah, matter of fact, go ahead, G. I want to hear what you got to say before I give my two words. I'm the most ignorant person in here, so I'm going to just keep, keep this real short and simple. Man, I don't care, man. <laughs> took the deuces, throw a middle finger there. He could hit him with the toe, pose down. You know what I mean? He could do all that. Man, I don't care. It's tennis, man. Took him out. Took him out. Picture. My hit with the AI. We're talking about a picture, a post championship picture. Like, come on, now y'all. These people are reaching. So why he threw up the middle finger, man? I didn't see people do wild shit with trophies. But throwing up a middle finger ain't the worst of it. <laughs> Go ahead, young fella. Do what you gotta do. You heard? 
Hey, I, look, I feel all of y'all, but I'm a little split on this. Um, and I, I do see where you guys are coming from, and I, and I do agree. And I, I love to see young people bucking traditions, creating their, their, their own lane. You know what I'm saying? Basically, just, just not going with the status quo because as, as adults, as we age, right, we, we lose some of that. We, we kind of conform a little bit. So I love to see young people. It kind of makes me feel young again. But uh, at the same time, I, I, I didn't like it. It wasn't his moment. He didn't go out there. He didn't win. He didn't win. I, I, I'm a big believer in letting people have their moment when they earn their moment. You know what I mean? Don't don't come to my high school graduation and announce you got accepted into grad school. All right. Don't come to my <laughs> engagement party and propose to your girl. Like, don't take away from my moment. And I felt like to a certain extent where she controlled the narrative. Now he kind of inserted himself into that situation. He kind of tied himself to something that was was uniquely hers. And I, I just didn't I didn't. I'm not gonna say I didn't appreciate that, but I felt like it wasn't his place. But again, they're young. You're gonna make mistakes. That's how you learn. You got to go out here and, and 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 make mistakes to learn. So I'm not mad at him, but hindsight, I don't think he'd do it again. And I don't think he should do it again. Hey, T, you're not. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong, T. It's definitely. It, it wasn't the best move, and. I mean, I, I agree with all with, with everything you're saying for the simple fact that it's really just going to cause more trouble. It's not going to it's not going to help push any positivity forward. Uh, it's just going to be something that, you know, the people on the other side want to pick at and, and, right. and try I mean, to tear down. Facts. If I want to jeopardize my sponsorships, you know, what I'm saying my endorsements, then let me do that. Right. You don't just jump in and take that. I mean, unless a conversation was had, then fine. But I feel like that was kind of a spur of the moment. He was caught up. He was happy. I'm happy that he was happy. It's black love. I love that he loves her. But just got to dial it back a little bit right there, young fella. What's your moment, man? man you do it at your, Grammy, at your Grammy man. speech. Young boy trying to sell a mixtape, Come on now, man. He's trying to sell a mixtape. You know that's going to be the cover. You know that's going to be the cover, dog. That's going to be the cover right now. Right, it wasn't his moment though. You know how it was his moment because I, I had to Google him. I'm like, who is that? Oh, this rapper boyfriend. I never even heard of Dumbo. I heard of Naomi, no, Naomi Osaka though. I ain't never heard of Corday. I just I, I actually talent. seen him on a gunner track once or twice and said, looks familiar. I might have heard of him. Before, <laughs> it looks you know? familiar. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually yeah, he's actually a DMV guy a little bit. I think he worked out here Fridays or something before he got big. But um, yeah, man. Uh, it's good to see black love, though. You know what I'm saying? Expressed in all in all varieties across all spectrums. So I appreciated that Absolutely. at the end of the day. Man, let the young boy sell that mixtape, man. He be all right. We be all right. <laughs> what Cameron said, people get shot every day, but you be all right. He be all right. Hey, man, look, if, if he's selling albums and she's winning titles, hey, next Jay-Z and Beyonce or something, man, make it work. Be a power couple. Be your thing. But right. let's keep it pushing. Let's get to our final segment. It's the... Uh, what are you watching? You know what I'm saying? I think last time we talked about this segment, I think we brought some good ones. P-Valley was one that was out there. Um, there was a couple of other good ones. Right now, uh, what's everybody watching, man? Somebody, Somebody's watching something good. Who? who? Let me start this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm watching Snowfall. I know this is pretty – I'm pretty old to it. But I just, uh, just got Hulu for free. We have Verizon and uh, okay. Snowfall is like one of the first things I started watching. That's literally crack on TV. Literally crack on TV. <laughs> I 
I'll tell you, I, I haven't started watching Snowfall, but uh, you know what I'm saying? That's big that you're watching a streaming uh, provider on a cable network. We're not giving y'all no more free plugs, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I haven't started watching that, so I, I should pick that up, too. I, I do have food. Um, Rome, what you, what you got over there? Man, I haven't had too much time because I got busy at work and football season started, but I'm starting up on Umbrella Academy, man. I believe y'all were talking Ooh. about that show last time. Yeah. It sounds lit. It's right up my alley. I'm in the superheroes, that whole genre. And I've actually been hearing a lot of people talk about this, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of late. But I'm going I'm to try to knock out season one this week and uh, catch up on season two. That's a good one. That's a good one. We definitely talked about that last time we had this. Um it's one of those shows where I hate I hate that you can binge shows now because it just makes you want the next season so fast. But uh, that's a good one. What you got over this, Crow? Lean back in the cut. What you got? Hey man, I'm leaning. I'm leaning back in the cut, man. I'm leaning back because uh, I've been watching that power. You feel me? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lean back. You gotta lean back and peep what's really going on when you watch Power because there'd be a lot of stuff going on. There'd be a lot of. Man, I love it, bro. I love Power, man. I, 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 I've been a fan of 50 and the uh, production that they've been doing for years now. I was a little concerned when Power killed off my favorite character, Ghost, R.I.P., James St. Patrick, the original Ghost. And now they brought it back, book book, uh, book two, Ghost. So I, guess, I don't know. They're keeping the Ghost legacy on. They got Ty, Tyreek out there at college. He macking. Um, I'm loving it, bro. They got they got Mary J. Blige in a cutthroat role. She's like a mob boss or something like that. They got Method Man as a lawyer, and he's like the next. He's like on some Johnny Cochran. Then they got my my old young sweet crush from Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, I don't even know her her uh, her uh, her name on the show, but Paige Heard, I think is is, is her uh, real name. Oh my goodness! They got the things. I'm loving the casting. I'm loving it, and um, I'm starting to. As much as I hated Tariq during the first show, uh, I'm starting. I'm starting to turn the corner on the young Tariq St. Patrick. Definitely check out Power Book Two. Uh, on, you know, you know where to fucking find it. I ain't gonna tell you. Hey, I, hey, I, I haven't watched Power either. Is this is this one I need to watch Power to watch, or can I just jump straight in? Um. Nah, you definitely need to watch Power. It's like almost a continuation. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do Power, man. I heard too many mixed reviews about that one, but I believe you. I believe you. I guess if you're a Power fan, this one will fit the bill for you. Uh, I mean, anything revolving around anybody on the rise and drug dealing is usually a win for me. <laughs> okay, okay, gotta scrub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm watching a, a show. It's no, no drug dealing, man. Um, uh, away on Netflix. Um, if you have Netflix, you've probably at least seen that they're trying to market this one. This is their next big show. Uh, the, star per, the star character is Hilary Swank, Million Dollar Baby herself, Academy Award winning actress. Uh, it's basically a space travel show. And I, I came into it. I didn't really have any expectations to it. Just ran out of stuff to watch. Uh, P Valley had finished, so I'm just like, let me get this a try. And by episode two, man, episode two had a scene that was so intense, man. I I, I had to realize like I wasn't breathing, like I, I had to tell myself, all right, breathe now, breathe. Like it, obviously, space travel is dangerous, but this show is deeper than space travel. What what happens is you get to learn this international crew. They have a 
a China astronauts, about five of them. A uh, guy from India, I believe. A uh, black guy who's the leading botanist. He's not really an astronaut, but he's trying to. They're trying to get to Mars. He's going to plant some stuff on Mars, but it's essentially a journey to Mars. I think the U.S. is going to try to do it in the next five or six years. But it's a great show. I don't want to spoil it at all. Uh, Netflix has another banger. This is in the same vein, same tier as Stranger Things. It's one of those shows where they can kind of hang their hat on it. And just, if you started, I guarantee you're going to love it, man. If you don't love it, tweet me, at me. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll pay for your Netflix subscription for, for that for that month, man. That little $9, $10. I got you. Trust me, you're going to love it. <laughs> Share the password and username. <laughs> no, we're not saying no password. You're not going to mess up my queue. But I, I, I'll, pay, I'll pay your subscription for the month. <laughs> Okay, big ball of tea. Oh, now nah, you gonna I like, like it, it, man. I like it. I like it. Some good selections. Hey, can I give her one more? Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, talking about Netflix, right? We you guys are watching Cobra Kai. That's pretty dope. If you guys watch Karate Kid, Cobra Kai is the right. is the continuing story of when both the young adults now become old men, and now they have a set of group of Karate Kids. They got to train. And it's just awesome. It's, I believe Netflix has two seasons so far. Third is on the way. If you want to catch up on it, Cobra Kai is like a must. It's a good watch. Not bad. That, I, I'm Thanks. glad you brought that one up, man. I, I noticed my kids watching that one. So I sat down and said, hey, man, what y'all know about Karate Kid? They know the Jaden Smith version. <laughs> they don't really know the whole backstory with Miyagi and Daniel's son. And I, I'm looking like, all right, man, I'm trying to teach him Daniel Caruso, LaRusso, whatever his name is. That's Daniel's son. And what I realized is, um, personally, I, I just don't care what happened after he grew up. You know what I mean? He's looking washed. <laughs> I think he's a girl dad now. Like, I, I realized like, I, just, I just didn't care. <laughs> Come on, T. You got you to gotta think about the nostalgia of it. It's, like, it's fucking awesome. It just brings back kid memories about it. Like, oh, shit. Wax on. The nostalgia. <laughs> the nostalgia. No, I, I, I wanted to see him, him fighting again. I thought he'd be in shape and, you know. He learned under Miyagi. He, he looked washed, man. What was he selling cars or something? <laughs> ah, you've been watching. You've been I told you. I've been watching this man, I bet you done with season two, aren't you? Bro, as, a, as a guy that did karate as a kid, man, it just reinforces that quitting karate was a great thing to do, man. This guy was a, <laughs> a great martial artist, and now he's selling used cars. <laughs> I made it. I made it. Like, nah, I made it up to like. Uh, I think I was purple. I fought in tournaments and yeah, all that, like travel. I, I was pretty good. Yeah, I got a bunch of big trophies. I will say this: out of all the sports, man, karate gives you the biggest trophies. Uh, a third place trophy is gonna be like, like huge, man. A first place trophy is gonna be about four feet tall. It's, it's, they make it look like you won a, a, a damn kumite in blood sport, man. <laughs> really, really, what it was is. It was just me being athletic, beating up some white kids. But um, <laughs> wow. I mean, just, just to be honest with you, that's that's kind of what it was for me. But um, I did taekwondo and kempo, so it, it really I watched it and yeah, I, I didn't. It, you hear that, people? If you need a bouncer, hit up T. He gonna he gonna he got you. He got some of them late night brawls. <laughs> you know, so I wanted to see people catching flies with chopsticks and all that, man. But. You know, <laughs> Everybody loves Kung Fu fighting. Yeah, man. Okay. It's like a teen drama, man. The, the, the guy from Cobra Kai, he was kind of disrespecting the kids in the dojo and talking to them all crazy. I said, man, this is 2020. Uh, we don't, we don't treat you like this anymore. 
Nah. <laughs> I'll just on the air. <laughs> ah. Oh man. So I mean we got a suggestion nonetheless. See not feeling it, but hey, we got five suggestions out there. Something for y'all to watch at home. Of course, when y'all not watching us or when you're not watching sports, which I'm sure many of y'all probably diving into that game seven action right now. We gonna we 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 gonna we gonna leave that we gonna leave that just there. I know I know the fellas would love to come and jump on there, but yo, I'm sounding off. I want to let y'all know if y'all would like my hat. I have this hat. I have like thousands of them, and I want to share them with y'all uh, at a, at a low cost. Go to go, go to goodassports.com and uh, hit the shop section and go ahead and get you some gear, bro. It's fall season. It's dad hat season. Go ahead and get wavy, man. Hey, can um, I get that autograph? Can I get the official structure Domus autograph? Hat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. If you want it signed, just have to just just have to ask, man. That's all you have to do. Okay, uh, download okay. the app for me as well. I, I will definitely sign it if you download the app. <laughs> hey, Bro. anybody in that fantasy league, man? If y'all want some gear, better Pete your chances when you play me. I'm handing it out free if you get that dub. That's a big if, though. That's a big if. G will tell you it's not that easy to beat me. He got me in one league, but not the other league. So, hey, I'm right, the one that matters, people. I got, I got him in our in the league. I got him in the gas league. The dynasty I got, don't count, I got man. scruff out of there too. I forgot. That's hey. something we didn't, we didn't talk about, man. And we should talk about. We have an 18 team league, man. It's, it's, it's the pros from gas versus the Joes. You know, what I'm saying the fans. And uh, we're gonna be posting. We're gonna talk. We're gonna be talking about these these matchups and these standings. I know my boy Hansel. Shout out to my boy Hansel. He beat me by two points. You know, thanks to a, a kicker McManus. You know what I'm saying in, in week one. But uh, shout out to everybody that signed up. Everybody that participated. Best of luck to you. And uh, keep hey, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. Hey, and P.S. I'm looking for a running back. If y'all out there, I'm looking for a running back. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a tight end this week, I'm gonna give you a sleeper, and you're gonna like this. Rome Logan Thomas is gonna be the sleeper tight end Ooh. for this week. I mean, if you're looking for a tight end, and most tight ends aren't aren't out, but this man is a beast. After watching him against Philly, that man is like a fucking another lineman, but for the offensive side, and just fucking dominating. He was for he caught four of his eight targets. Look out for Logan Thomas. He's gonna be a stud. If you're looking for a tight end, look out. So you're. Hey, I like you're how you think it's to the fantasy corner out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. Bonus. 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 Fantasy corner, Logan. Oh <laughs> uh, 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 man, Washington tight end. Great, I, I'm going the opposite control. way. I'm going the opposite way. Play any tight end against Troy Apke and the, the Washington football team. I'm going the entire opposite way. I know that I know the Cardinals don't play tight ends, so uh, play a slot guy, uh, Christian Kirk. I think he had a bad he had a bad week against the 49ers. This is his week. Uh, those safeties are average at best. Christian Kirk is, is my sleeper for the week. Hey, Tia, I agree with you. Troy Appy is not a starting free safety in his league, and you probably should play whoever he's going to be matched up against. But that was some bad advice because we got Kendall Fuller coming back this season or this game, and uh, he's going to take care of Christian Kirk in that slot. I, I, I wouldn't worry too much about Christian Kirk. Hey, Cardinals run four wide. It's going to be two slots. Somebody's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait till week five so then the, the Washington football team can be one and four and we could be like, yeah, remember when Rome said they was, uh, you know, 
big hot shit. Hey, uh, hey, we were, we were doing that. we were doing bold predictions. I'll right? I'll we were doing bold <laughs> predictions, right? And I was gonna save this for the Hell to the Culture podcast, but I'm calling it now. By the end of the first four weeks, the Washington football team will be three and one. Three and one. Washington football team. Three and one. Our only loss will come to the Ravens. I'm calling it now. We beat the Cardinals and we beat the uh I forgot who's in between it, but we got them too. Three well, and one Washington football team. Bold prediction. That's certainly a bold yeah. prediction. But uh nobody predicted this. This is live right now. It looks like Denver is gonna put the Clippers away. It's, it's five minutes left. And it's a 13-point lead, and Jamal Murray is not letting up. And I, I don't know what we I don't know what we say about PG and Kawhi after this one, but Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray are looking like they're going to bury these guys. I know what we oh, stopped saying. The first thing smoking to to to, to Milwaukee. <laughs> we stopped saying that they're the best team in LA. We can finally stop that nonsense. We're not even going to get the matchup. We're not even going to get to see the matchup. Man, we gonna have to. We gonna have to. Oh man, Paul George just shot a shot off the side of the backboard. I think that's going. Uh, we we need to end it right there, man. He 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 looked like he's trying to end it. We we gonna end it. Hey, download. Ladies and gentlemen, he can five. He can five. <laughs> Playoff P. Download the gas app. Download the gas app. Download the gas app, man. If you want those alerts, if you want those articles, man, you want all the content in one place. You don't got to look around. You don't got to pop the Twitter here and there. Get the app. Just make it easy on yourself, man. And, you know, rate us. If you think we're zero stars, give it a zero. If you think we're five, give us a five. I know you won't think it's a zero, though. I know you won't. That's that's why you're here with us right now. You feel me? If you're not on, you know, hey, you play the Gatorade, give us that five, man. Hey, and subscribe to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Subscribe to Hell to the Culture podcast. We got, we, we got two coming every week. So you can just... Content, content, content. Stop losing your fantasy games. A lot of you guys are on one out there. I had five leagues on four and one, and I lost about two to hands or so. You know, hit me up for fantasy advice. I won't charge you. I won't charge you. I'm a nice guy. Yeah, stay tuned for the power rankings, too. Rome got some some power rankings for y'all. Y'all want to get controversial. That's his at right there. Yeah, we're going to be dropping those weekly. Um, yeah, man, if you're a Browns fan, you might not be too happy this first week. Neither of you Giants fans might not be too happy either. If, you, if you're in the tri-state area, I apologize in advance. <laughs> well, you know what time it is. It's only right. Uh, we got we got a, we got a, we got a, we got a fifth man coming in from uh, virtually, but uh, we gonna close it, it out like, like coming we in do. from Dubai. Judging <laughs> by, by the profile picture, like coming in from Dubai. Bryce on the Bryce on the Bryce on the gas business trip out in Dubai. Maybe I don't hey, know, man. man. Yeah, it's got fans in every lane. I appreciate you, uh, your pilot speaking. Absolutely, hey, but we've been, we've been trying to end this thing for, for 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and end this thing the right way like we <laughs> always do. Let me hear you say sports for the culture. Sports, sports for the culture. Like